And welcome, welcome everybody, welcome to the Friday, uh, the 20th of August. Oh my God, we're almost into the second half, well into the second half of the year. Uh, my name is Colin Mars, aka The Numbers Guy, and welcome to the Entrepreneurial Series. And today's guest I have uh, with me is Henry Kimball from Galloping to Give. So welcome, Henry. Uh, I'm going to go through my little splurge beforehand, but we're also promoting a new little intro video. Very excited about this. So just enjoy my video while I get myself set. Okay, and we're back. So as I say, welcome to a Miles Better Conversation, the entrepreneurial series. My name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy. Each interview is going to last around about 30 minutes and will allow us to gain some insights and tips from our guest, which as I've said today is Henry Kimball from Galloping to Give. In this series, I'm looking to interview a variety of business owners from around the world and gain um, some insights on what drives them and how they can help you meet my philosophy, which is to grow, scale and profit faster by tapping into their experience and their insights. Um, so before we get started, though, it's always fair to give my guest the opportunity to talk, because as most of you know, I love the chat. So, Henry, welcome again. Thank you for sitting patiently through my intro. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Henry and what Henry Kimball is and who Galloping to Give is all about. Uh, Henry Kimball is mid-30s, married with two children. I live in Suffolk. Um, interests outside of work range from cooking, photography uh, and most sports. Um, and uh, linking into Galloping to Give, horse racing has been a, a long-standing um, passion and, and enjoyment of mine since childhood. Um, and I felt there was an opportunity last last year um, to to put a you know a, a long-burning ambition to run my own business and do something in racing that paid. Um, so I set Galloping to Give up, um, and we're, we're on a merry way, and it's very exciting. Cool, cool. Well, I'm sure as we go through, we'll explore more about how you got started, because that's one of my questions. But just uh, for the listeners and viewers, uh, what is Galloping to Give? It's a, I'm, I obviously know the background. We work together. But what, how did Galloping to Give come about and what's, the, what's its essence? Well, its essence is, is very simple. There's um, um, so much opportunity out there, which I didn't feel was, was realised to... Um, really sh shine the light on on racing as a sport uh, for businesses and charities. I've got a, quite a lot of background in charity fundraising, but for businesses and charities who wouldn't otherwise think of using it for business development, client retention and staff getting together. Um, a lot of people don't know that it's the second most watched sport in the UK behind football. Wow. Um, it contributes about three billion pounds annually to the UK economy. Um, so there's lots there. And I have quite a lot of connections and links and knowledge within the sport um, that I felt harnessed together in one place for the benefit of businesses and charities um, could really take them further. And so that's what I'm excited to do. And, and galloping in terms of the name, because I think it's important, you know, galloping means that we're you know, fast paced, but we're, we're permanently moving forwards. Um, and give has a multitude of, of reasons behind the name, but give both in terms of knowledge and also um charities and businesses having the opportunity to um give their time to one another for for mutual benefit and in time i will also make sure there's a philanthropic element to my business 
Cool. Yes. I mean, first first person though is to say charity starts at home <laughs> and it's a business, isn't it? So yeah. from, from that perspective. So uh, exciting. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that. We'll explore a little more as we go through as to how that's uh, how that has evolved for you and how uh, how the um, listeners and viewers can perhaps get involved. But we're going to leap into the Miles Better Conversation 10, as I'd like to refer to it. And question number one is what's the biggest challenge you have right now, Henry, and how are you going to overcome it? I would say um, getting your name out there enough to people um, who feel they can trust you and believe that you'll give them a good service. Um, Yeah, raising profile and and trust, um, which ultimately equates to clients and new clients. Um, Obviously, it's much harder over the last, well, majority of the past year with the pandemic. Um, Face-to-face interaction, as we say many times to each other, is is so golden and um despite the beauties of technology and podcasts and things like this and and teams and zoom nothing can replace the face-to-face interaction and uh particularly a sport like racing really requires that visual learning and experiential being in the moment being there in front of the horses on the gallops um and i can only do that so much without people being there so that's definitely the challenge at the moment okay and and what is your approach so uh, obviously, have you um, obviously with COVID? Uh, that's obviously added another element to it. But uh, perhaps how? What are, what are some of the steps you're taking to overcome uh, that challenge of awareness? Well, I'm I'm I mean I'm I'm, I'm slightly um, I'm contradicting what I what I've just said, but I mean I am being as visible as I can be on on digital, um, which does help. Um, you've got to be continuous and 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 repetitive in in reminding your you know following audience and new audience um, about what you offer. Um, and not being not, not being concerned about maybe offering some discounts to try and get new clients um, and really, you know, never saying no to anything because you just don't know where some new business might pop up. Um, so I've been, um, you know, working alongside a couple of partners who have got some good contacts in the business world. They know me very well and they're basically doing, a fav- doing me a favour, promoting my business to their networks and that hopefully is yielding a, a couple of um new clients in in london which would be great um so you've got to use your networks to to push out so that you have people working on behalf of you because at the end of the day i'm a one-man band i can only do so much in any one day yeah. um so yeah maximizing the digital opportunity and, and using your networks to promote your 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 business and your wares Mm, no, it's all about vision. It's all about visibility. And, it, and one of the reasons that both of us are doing this, if I'm honest, yeah. you know, as client, as listeners will know, um, I'm doing it twofold. One, to obviously help, you know, as many entrepreneurs grow, scale and profit faster through business tips and coaching and learning. But it's also as about, you know, helping you raise your awareness by introducing you to some of our, biz, our clients and vice versa that people may come across. So, no, you're right. And in the current world, it is all about putting yourself out there. I mean, Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola, those big brands, they've done it for years. You know, you you often, it often occurred to me, you know, as a youngster, why do they advertise? I know Coca-Cola, but it's because it's always there when you go to the shelf, the row of shelves, isn't it? And there's Coke, there's Pepsi, there's Sprite there, and they're all owned by the same people. But, you know, it, it's you're just subliminally drawn, that's what I want. Yeah. So cool. Good. So thank you. So question number two is how do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of your game within your role and your industry? Because this is a new role for you as an entrepreneur, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what what some of your tips maybe to keep keep current and stuff? Well, it's a good, good question. I probably don't practice what I preach, but um, I think setting 
enough time aside in your calendar every week, every month to 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 have a break from from the general you know humdrum of work to actually read that article that you found on LinkedIn or listen to that podcast that you've saved on your phone but haven't listened to yet or um, uh, you know do some planning around um, challenges that you're facing. Um, or, or dip into to, um, you know groups that you might be part of and that kind of thing. And I think you can never stop learning. Um, you know, have a mentor if you can, um, and surround yourself in it with a good um, support bubble of, of of networks and people that can that can help you. Because like with anything, you 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 do doubt yourself when you're making a decision. Um, no matter how strong-willed you are, we all doubt ourselves. Um, nine times out of ten, it's the right decision but you just need someone to tell you that <laughs> yeah no exactly I mean, that's that head and heart situation and also uh, as i often refer to that you know being an entrepreneur is uh, oh, hello. somebody else wants to join the conversation yeah uh, yes. if it's a client feel free to say i'm on a podcast i'll be back no um, but you know being an entrepreneur i think you know is a very lonely can, can be a very lonely situation because as you said you're a one-man band when you work when we all worked in corporate for a while uh, many years ago certainly for myself you had somebody else you could bounce ideas off so i think you know the fact that you mentioned about having a mentor or listening to a group being in a group having something that, where you can uh, interact is is a good point and you know it's one of the themes that does come through actually through the podcast that we've had and, and this series that you know you can't do it all on your own although as entrepreneurs we always want to do it on our own because that's where we yeah. think we can save money i am terrible at that and it's only you yeah. know even today i reached out to somebody to uh, on fiverr and i'm like do i really want to spend this money and i'm like well yes because actually i can't do that and i'll spend hours and for like you know 20 pounds it's going to be done and it's dusted so i think you know it's uh, and, 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 and just to add actually i mean you know the the, the I think surrounding yourself by more than one mentor is very important and the advice you've given me uh, in the past and 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 now and into the future has been very very helpful and much appreciated but but what i've also been very conscious of i suppose it depends on your relationship with your time in education um i mean i was not a, an oxbridge scholar but um i did enjoy my time at both at school and and university and uh so much so that i've i've more so at the university than in school, but I, I spent time doing a career mentors program at university, um, helping undergraduates who wanted to go into a similar line of work. This is before I'd set up Galloping to Give, but um, you know, when you leave university or you're an undergraduate, unless you know that you want to be a doctor or an analyst or a lawyer or a handful of top level jobs, a lot of people don't have a clue and actually just someone who's got a rapport with that person who might not be that much older and you've got the the, the common ground as the same university or whatever it is um is so helpful and i keep thinking well if i was in that position would i want their help yes so you know I, i'm not doing it at the moment but i have done it for three or four yeah. years in the past, and, and i will get back into it because it's something that's that's very very heartwarming and 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 i think helpful to to give back to you need to remember where you come from no, no, paying the, the old thing, paying it forward or paying it backwards, probably paying it forward is the better phrase. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, cool. Good, good. OK, um, so obviously, as a new entrepreneur, uh, one of the reasons that you and I are working together as the numbers guy is that numbers are important uh, and can be quite scary. Uh, and I know in, in your world, life's been a little scarier than, than most through personal health as well. Um, but um, what's your biggest fear around your numbers? 
I would say um, not valuing myself, my time, my service enough and putting a figure on that that reflects that. Uh, funnily enough, I've been doing some calculations today um, for a friend of mine who who I persuaded to take a, a package, uh, which which will be a, a, a morning at a trainer's yard and then a, a day at the races in Newmarket. And um, just, just sort of stripping it all back, hey, you've got to work out what the costs are for you um for whatever you're taking and then what i've realized as well is that actually some race meetings vary even if at the same course because one day is more prestigious than the other so actually having a set fee sometimes isn't the best thing you've just got to try and tailor it accordingly but then working out what your your time and and and, and your worth is without it being uh prohibitive is is, mm. is sometimes quite quite difficult and and, and actually uh, more often than not, the individual or the company will. Oh, goodness sake! Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, more often than not, the individual. Hang, ah, hang on a second. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. It's fun. It's our podcast. It's well, our I know it, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, somebody wants you. <laughs> well, they don't. Um, um, <laughs> Oh look, there we go. I've got one as well now. I've got a so timer got as well. I've got a timer going. Um, I'm really sorry. Hang on. Right. Sorry. Um, my apologies. Um, yeah, know, knowing your worth, and um, uh, but 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 more often than not, even if you you know your worth and you doubt it yourself, the individuals and the companies will, I imagine, I, I feel confident that they'd still pay it. Um, mm -hmm. So you shouldn't worry too much, but um, it's getting that that range right of, of, of not charging too little that you're undervaluing yourself, but obviously not making it so prohibitive that no one would pay it, not even Richard Branson. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But and I think I was talking actually with a client uh, only this week, actually, about um, how she puts together her, some of her projects and stuff. And uh, uh, she actually keeps a, a log, a diary almost of how much time she's spending on creating a package, how much time yeah. she's spending, you know, so for calendar management, not necessarily to say, well, actually, I ended up spending 10 hours and I want to charge 100 bucks and 100 pounds an hour. So that's really another thousand pounds. It becomes prohibitive. But I think, you know, it's as a, as a small entrepreneur when it comes to pricing, which is one of the biggest challenges is about to keep a diary of, you know, prospecting. How much time did I prospect? How much time did I do on the pre-work? How much? Because and you and I have talked about that when you're, you know, when you're putting together the package, it's not just the day. And if you're doing, I think one of the packages yes. you and I were talking on was the arranging of of the pre-event. That that yeah. needs to be and stuff. So I think it's being armed with the numbers help you understand your pricing and also understand whether it becomes prohibitive. So so it's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So cool. Good. Well, thank you for that. So no major fears, but just getting it right and getting the value right, which is which is all important and not undervaluing, um, et cetera. I mean, and then there was the old classic, you know, you don't go in and haggle in BMW, do you? So, you know, they've created the value that you want their car. Yes. You know, pay the price type thing. Yes. So cool. yeah. Yeah. What about compliments? What's the best compliment you've ever received in your business? Now, your business is very new, so we may have to go back for your personality um, because as I say, literally only in your still in your first year, so it's exciting. Well, I mean, I, I, I received some um, very recently, early this week, uh, as a as a as 
side thing in a in, in a sort of voluntary capacity i i um uh I, I run some racing syndicates where owners come together and buy a share in a horse and 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 go to the races watch it run go to the yard watch it train etc um and uh and um i sort of coordinated all um and uh you know had had some wonderful comments from some of the guys in the syndicate we've got a whatsapp group going um and some wonderful comments from the guys in the syndicate saying you know you organize it very well we've had some success you know it's great to be part of a, a fun social group and and words to that effect and they you know they're not long compliments in terms of in terms of reams of words but i mean it's 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 lovely that people take the time out to to acknowledge the time and effort that you're putting in mm-hmm. um, because nothing happens without time and effort whether it's a dinner party or a, a wedding um and the same obviously with the work i'm doing there um you know i i enjoy doing it and um um, it's something that I've, 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 you know, worked on for a couple of years, and it's it's good fun, and so it's lovely when people do give you those those compliments. Um, but yeah, you're right. In, in from a business perspective, and galloping to give, we're we're not quite there yet. Interview me in a year's time, and I'll have many to choose from, I'm sure, in a very oh. modest way. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And I, and I think you know the, the the one of the reasons I put that question in is actually just to tease out as a coaching tip to people on the call, but also listening in and stuff that you know. <laughs> we are in a world of social proof social proofing is is key people tend to buy i i learned many years ago by a a, a great marketeer that people don't buy what you sell they buy what you stand for all right and i think that that can be expanded in today's world with the social proofing that you know it is about you and i you came to me through a recommendation all right so that's some social proofing so i think my tip always to entrepreneurs is capture that social proofing capture those compliments capture those phrases and consolidate them and have them in your arsenal because when you come to somebody who says oh i don't really know who you are henry and galloping to give have you got what are you about you go ah well I've got some reviews. I've got some yes. compliments. I've got some testimonials. Now people think, oh, but that's me. Just you're just showing off. I'm like, no, because they came naturally. And then if people people take them in a you know with um, and put weight on it as they do. So I think you know that's important that uh, compliments are good, good and bad, and and we should you know they're an asset to you as your business when you move forward. Is really what I would come away with that. So cool, good. Well, nice, nice that you're getting some recognition already, and just you know keep going as you say. Um, right. So we said several times you're a new business owner. What was the leap? What was the rationale? What was the driving force to become an entrepreneur? Because it's scary, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, well, I, I hate to probably be fairly. Well, I don't know what 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 all of your your previous um, podcasters have said. But I mean, uh, coronavirus did was probably it, to be honest, um, both in terms of um the pandemic and also sadly me contracting it i mean i won't bore your listeners too much with my health excitements but um uh i had been working in the charity sector for nearly a decade and was going into my fourth year with a with a charity that helped people with spinal injuries um and they were doing some restructuring um and this was basically at the time just pre-covid hitting last march um and then i became really unwell and was in hospital for a period of time as a result of of coronavirus um and 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 funnily enough um uh, with the restructuring they were doing my role was at risk and i didn't really want to go back there because of various personal reasons we were moving house etc etc um and then obviously with the with the 
crazy time of being in hospital, you of course reassess things. And I, I sort of thought to myself, well, <laughs> the job market isn't exactly brimming with offers if I go looking again. And I knew I'd probably get sucked into another charity role that I didn't probably want. Um, I was just doing it to find a job. Um, so I said to myself, well, look, now's as good as time as any. Um, yes, it's challenging, but you know, I graduated at the height of the um, recession in 2009 and I did okay for the next 10 years. So, you know, why is this any worse? Um, yeah. so really it was, it was a combination of, of, you know, role at being, you know, restructuring at the, my previous employer and, and coronavirus really. Okay, no, it's all good. Everybody has slightly different reasons and stuff. So uh, usually it's a dramatic pivotal change that they've seized the moment as such. And I think, you know, COVID has done that for a lot of people and stuff too. So, uh, but yeah, and, and good on you because, you know, to launch a business inside a pandemic uh, in, a, in a sector that requires outside yeah. interaction, yes. you know, yeah. it, it was always going to be a challenge for you and stuff. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, the ironic thing about horse racing was it was probably the longest running sport throughout or rather the sport that had the least um, um, disruption as a result of COVID because it started up again at the beginning of June last year. Yet, right. for the majority of that time, hardly anyone could go. <laughs> and <then laughs> someone who sells race course experience packages, it was a bit limiting. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. So let's hope that it continues to open up as it is. So cool. Um, earlier in the conversation, we talked about mentoring. And actually, you, you must have pre-read my mind one of the questions. So because uh, I believe life is a journey. And so you should take that journey with a friend, a companion, a mentor, etc. Um, And you, you, you've somewhat answered this question, but really just to to pivot all the way back to it again um the benefits of a mentor do you actually have any specific mentors uh, that you've worked with that uh, not necessarily a name shout out um, but just what they've brought to the party or what you think to help other entrepreneurs the benefits of a mentor that, that type of thing we've again with someone answered this yeah, i mean I, I up until quite recently i i I hadn't really been exposed to mentoring, even though, ironically, I'd obviously done some as a mentor through yeah. university. But I hadn't flipped it on its head and gone, well, you know, looking up, as it were, as a mentee. I, I, I was always thinking, well, you know, you've got to be looking down and helping people younger than you. Oh, Sorry. Oh, where is he? Somebody wants you. Is, is, it, is it important? If no, you it's, it's, it's not at all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One second, and let me just. No problem. Apologies. <laughs> Stop messaging me. As you can hear, we've had a bit of a break. We've had a pause. Uh, Henry's having some issues with his tech. He keeps getting messages. Gone to fix it. The joys of being live in the world of technology and notifications. He's back. I'm sure he slapped somebody. <laughs> it's them who keeps ringing. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, it's all good fun. As I said, joys of being my podcast, our video cast. It's all good, Henry. No problems at all. <laughs> 
Thank you all for your patience. Um, yeah, my sincere apologies. Yes, there was some blue wear. I, I always remember the classic on the television a few years ago, before really before pandemic, and when Zoom hadn't really quite taken centre stage. Did you ever see the BBC News where they were interviewing uh, a guy in Hong Kong, and yes. and the little child comes in, yes. and the yes. mum tries yes. to meet that yes. was and yes. because you yes. know. All the time when um, when they 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 interviewed the wrong person, um, I can't remember what it was about, but about I don't know, you know, I don't know, stock markets in South Africa or something, and he had absolutely no idea. No idea. Um, <laughs> and, but, but but sort of you know, bluffed bluff his way, and you could just see him creasing with laughter as the interview went on. <laughs> Much yeah, to the amusement of the interviewers. Um, yes, sorry, my apologies. Um, so mentoring was uh, the question. You, you've you've yes. never really thought about having a mentor up, but you know. No, I hadn't. I hadn't. Um, and uh, the, the the chief executive of the spinal injuries charity I spoke to, uh, sorry, um, that I, I I used to work for, um, he came in. Just think, I think at the beginning of two thousand and eighteen. Is that right? No, sorry, what am I talking about? The beginning of uh, 2019, yes, and we had about 15 months together uh, before I moved on. And um, he was very much about empowering, um, learning from others, development, all that kind of stuff. He'd worked for a big um, international um, charity, I suppose, out in Africa, and they were very much about empowering communities, and they had a lot of young senior managers and leaders and all that kind of stuff. So that clearly rubbed off on him and he brought it to the charity that I was at. Anyway, so that that really um, shed a huge light on on uh, for me as to the value of it. Um, and I, I, I used him as a sort of unofficial mentor, I suppose. I, I tried to pick his brains as much as I, I could. And I, I think that's mostly in its very crudest term what 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 a mentor mentee relationship is from from the mentee's side. I think there's so much experience and know how and um, um just 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 you know <laughs> the beauty of, of of life experience really that that individual can share um and you've got to have a good rapport i think that's really important you can't it's like a counselor i suppose you can't just assume because they're a counselor they're going to get on with you and be helpful yeah. um despite everyone thinking all counselors should be like that yeah, yeah. um so i would wholeheartedly encourage it to your to your listeners um it's quite um it's both easy and difficult to find mentors. I mean, you could just look in your workplace, but then it's it's finding, I think, finding someone who's not so removed from you that you've never heard of them, but equally, so coming on some kind of recommendation, um, but equally has that impartiality so that, you know, they can sort of be stern with you at times or um, so that it's not, you know, your father or your mother, if you sort of... <laughs> no, exactly. It needs exactly. to be a bit, a bit more grown up and professional than that. And I think also, you know, one of the tips I would suggest or to talk through with others is that, you know, there are mentee, the mentors for just different, for almost for different projects, really. I've gone, through, you know, the last 12 months, I've moved more into the digital world uh, and this sort of thing. And, and I've, I've worked with two or three mentors who've helped me get this platform up, get me, you know, get me yeah. to where I am, understand the thing. And we're sort of waning using them on a regular basis because I worked with them for a year because they've somewhat imparted, they're still there. But, you know, we had a, a big thing and now we can move on to something else. And I think, you know, the men some mentors will stay with you for your whole life. Um, yeah. Others can be just for a project. So I think, you know, it's that uh, that journey again and stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, definitely.
definitely. Good. So we obviously get, the next question is about researching. What's new? What are you researching at the moment? And obviously everything's new for you, uh, um, Henry, in your business. But uh, is there something that you're excited about? I mean, we well, I know, actually, I'm going to bring it back up. What are you planning to do in 2022? What was our conversation before we uh, went live? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we had our whole conversation beforehand, so I'll leave that one for you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's well. That, that, that that's more of a well. It might blur into a bit of professional stuff, but I mean, it's 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 more personal. Um, I've been a a, a long-standing patient of the dear old NHS, um, and uh, I've I've had various things in my life um i won't bore your listeners with all of it but i've, I've had a kidney transplant uh, so um yeah i've got a woman's kidney in me uh, i'm not in high heels or lipstick just yet but um uh, <laughs> but um uh and, and you know that that and a few other things along the way has taught me a lot you know having having probably had to deal with it from uh the age of eight ten uh you 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 obviously go through your teenage adolescent stages and you and you you learn a lot about yourself um and so what i'd love to do and very topical given that we're on a podcast series i i feel there's so much out there that that um patients can do to better understand their condition these are long-term conditions which i have you know my kidney problems won't go away they they are temporarily fixed by a transplant transplant lasts between 10 to 15 years i'm about to hit year 11 um uh, but then there will come a point where it will peter out and i'll go back on dialysis and i think right. people with long-term conditions you know heart lung liver diabetes whatever it may be that there's so much um that they can do both uh, psychologically physically emotionally to put themselves in the best place to bounce back from that diagnosis and and make the most of their life with that um and there's lots of help out there and i think sometimes Knowing where to find it is actually quite difficult in, in a way that suits you. You know, there's loads of Facebook groups, but I mean, I'm on some for kidneys and the amount of questions that come through and then someone comments and there's about 100 comments. It's like, well, 50 people have said different things. Yeah. Um, so, so what I want to do is, is a series of a podcast with different uh, speakers from the medical profession, from um, you know, psychological, from maybe sports, um, um, and, and obviously patients and patients themselves um, and really putting together some helpful hints for people to take ownership of their condition so they can live the best life with that in a nutshell. Cool. Good. Well, that sounds exciting. Exciting. And, and I think, you know, um, we'll look forward to seeing the announcements for that and seeing you uh, moving it forward. So cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited. It's something I'm, I, I feel impassioned yeah. to do. And um, um, I just need to get my ducks in a row and sort it out. <laughs> no, exactly. also, you know, the, pan, the pandemic as well, you know, people have, yeah. the health has come much more to people's forefront of their, their conscience than maybe it ever was before. No, exactly. That's uh, really cool. Um, next one's a bit of a time travel question. Not the hot tub time traveler or the time machine, but if you were to go back and you could speak to your 21-year-old self, which I know in your case it's only a few years ago, <laughs> we wish. Uh, what would you say, or what might be your advice? What might, what might you know? I mean, forgetting the Powerball and the time flux that you can't meet yourself yeah. and all the other bits, but you know, what might you say? Um, I would have said. Um, uh, <laughs> I would have said do, do some more traveling, work abroad, um, you know, do a bit more international stuff. I think I was I was um, 
I don't know why, but I was very keen. I think because I'd had two years between school and university as a result of my my kidney problems, actually. And so I was effectively a year behind myself. And I was very keen just to get through, finish university and then get into work, move to London, get into work. So that's what a lot of my friends are doing. And my peer group from school were obviously a year ahead of me. And I think that clouded my judgment a bit looking back. Um, so, yeah, it would have been it would have been, you know, going to. I'd love to have improved my French and gone to France or, or a French-speaking country and, and spent time out there. And I think there was quite a chunk of time from 23 to 28. I mean, I was 27 when I got married. But but even so, um, I think there was a good few years after graduation where I could have gone and it wouldn't have really affected my life too much. And whereas now I look back and go, oh, you know, and I've now got children and there's not that there's no chance doing it, but there's no chance doing it in that way again. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I understand and stuff. So, uh, yeah, because, again, it's all about life's a journey, isn't it? And sometimes we're, we're so quick to try and get to the next phase of the journey. Yeah, we miss, you don't need you know, to be. You don't, don't need, need to be. So, no, good, good, good advice. And I think that's, that's probably also one of the things I think that's come out of the pandemic. So many people, you yourself, reassessed your life. Uh, yeah. and took the opportunity. And I think, you know, the pandemic has done the same. Uh, lots of people reassessing. It's possibly one of the excuses that's going to come out as to why there's nobody going back to work because they're all deciding to reassess their lives. But uh, I think that's a, that's a whole other political hot potato. We won't go there. Uh, so cool. Uh, so last couple of questions. Um, what would be your top business tip? Has anybody given you something that you went, I like that, or something that you've come across that you might be able to share um, with others? You've talked a little bit about, uh, obviously, uh, networking, putting yourself out there, but uh, do you have one sort of top tip? You've frozen on me. I think you've frozen. You've gone. I'm not sure whether Galloping to Give is still with us, whether we are still live. Um, he has frozen. I Certainly on my end, he's frozen. So that may be the short, that may be the natural end to our interview. Let's give it a couple of seconds. He's gone. All right. So it looks like we've lost uh, Henry. Um, not sure whether his internet has gone down, but uh, we want to thank him anyway. So uh, uh, we're almost at the end there. So uh, thanks everybody for for listening. And we're gonna we're gonna just wrap this up now. Um, obviously. Normally, I would thank him for, um, so I really want to thank, obviously, Henry for joining us today, sharing his tips and ideas, showing he sort of disappeared on us. Um, do check out his website at www.gallopingtogive.com. Um, as you can see, he started his business in a pandemic. That's pretty and adventurous, uh, and uh, all the support we can give him would be great. We'll post in the comments below. Um, oh, he might be coming back in, so let's just give him a chance he is let's bring him a chance to bring him back on board there he is he's back we were just thanking you while you weren't here for your it challenges <laughs> not at all sorry I, I i i'm not sure what happened it was probably me again to another digital yeah no worries at all so um top business tip top business tip um i would say never stop um exploring um asking uh, and networking because you'll never you never know who you might meet who could be that one golden ticket that you need to go right. to the next level cool thank you and the last and final question is just a fun question a little bit of in sort of character type situation um what's your favorite movie and why oh uh notting hill 
Uh, do you call that a movie? I think you can, can't you? Yeah, yeah it's a movie. Notting Hill's a movie. It, it's yeah. got Hugh Grant in it. And, oh, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, just, Julia just, Roberts. It just get. I mean, it's a long time ago now. I think it was in '94, '95. But it, uh, it, 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 the wonderful, you know, British-American relationship, the the bumbling British man, the just, just, just gets, um, you know, the British sense of humour wonderfully. And um, Richard Curtis, who's behind it, who's a complete legend, has written so many wonderful things. Um, I, I would say that I, I must have watched it twenty times, twenty-five oh, times. Wow. wow. Cool. I'm, I'm a bit of a bore. I mean, not you know, in a short time frame, but I, I, it still makes me laugh, even though what I know, even though I know what's going to happen. <laughs> well, that's good, that, and that's what a good film is all about, isn't it? Really, and stuff. So cool. Well, that brings us to the end of our ten questions, uh, Henry. So we, we we appreciate your time, your technical joys, and of, of, of fun. So I really want to thank you for taking your time to share your thoughts, ideas, uh, and some tips on how people can. Um, you know, enjoy being an entrepreneur and life as a whole. Your journey, obviously, of how you chose to start your business in a pandemic um, is both uh, exhilarating and also uh, scary all in the same breath. So uh, uh, we take a hat off to you on that one. Uh, and we look forward to uh, seeing the success by uh, visitors, obviously, visiting, galloping to give, showing, uh, you know, seeing what uh, Henry has to offer and looking forward to perhaps hearing about the podcast as it launches later in the year and stuff. So, uh, so that's cool. So um, do you have anything, are you giving anything away? Have you got anything new, Henry? That's what, what's your, what's the, what should they go to galloping to give to, to have a look at? Is there, is there a package that they could think about? Do you do gift vouchers? How, how can they support your business from afar? Well, um, I, I, you know, gift, gift vouchers can easily be arranged for Christmas or birthdays or weddings, what have you. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've got we've got a, a range of stuff. I mean, I, I would um, draw people to Newmarket, which is the home of British Racing, the headquarters of. Um, there's 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 about three thousand racehorses that are trained there. Um, I partner up with a trainer there called Tom Clover, um, and we um, have a package of, of a tour of his yard, delicious breakfast, go up onto the gallop, see the horses, and then a day's racing at Newmarket in the afternoon. Um, there's some uh, meetings and vacancies at the end of September and until October, until Halloween. Um, so, yeah, have a look and, and sign up. I'd be delighted to um, to get yeah. people there. And if you mention Colin Miles, Miles Better, I'll be sure to give you a discount. No worries. That's cool. That's great. Well, we thank you. So as I say, I wanted to thank everybody who's, who's tuned in today and to uh, both video and uh, audio to listen to this episode of A Miles Better Conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments, as well as sharing this Miles Better Conversation on your social media. We'd love you to check back soon for the next episode in the series. Uh, and so look out for more, more interviews and more notifications. If you yourself would like to be in the hot seat for the next interview, then please comment below or drop me a message. I'm on all of the platforms so you can get at me anyway. As I mentioned right at the beginning uh, and throughout some of the conversations, I'm making it my mission to help as many entrepreneurs grow, scale and profit faster in this trying times. And accounting, in my opinion, and Warren Buffett, the famous entrepreneur, is the language of business. It is a shame, however, so many people can't speak it. So one of my missions is to, I've come up with a 42-page guide to the plain language, in plain speak, some of the languages that we use here as accountants. And I'd love you to visit letthenumbersdecide.com, which is my showcase online training program, uh, which is a six-week pillar on launching and growing your business. My name is Colin Mars, aka The Numbers Guy, and this has been a Miles Better Conversation. And we're going to end with, as we started, with a little bit.